What's up, what's up, what's up, what's up? It's your bin, no young hills. Welcome, y'all, welcome. I hope I find you all wherever you are on this beautiful planet called Earth. You are listening to Take Me Back to the 90s podcast hosted by Young Hills. I'm going to start off with this one. Tory Lanez is going to smash it with this one. He went off with this one. He really got disrespectful for real. That dumpy beat is wild. He's hollering at his baby mother. A boogie shadow, donkey. This beat is fire. Like Styles P, nigga. Yo, Tori got bars. Don't let them gas you on that podcast. That's just a joke. Who's just a that? Ooh. Damn, the basic edition. Okay. Let me let me digest that. Before we get into Dream Doll, let me digest that real quick. Yo, Tori. Tori is He's um, he's got like chaos. He's been taking niggas out for a while. Um, if you haven't heard, that was Tory Lane's diss track to Don Q called Don Queen. That shit was fire. Niggas said you paid Dream Doll for a feature to get some pussy. Ah. Oh. <laughs> I'm speechless. That that like if you don't know who who cash who who um who Dream Doll is? I was confusing Dream Doll and Cash Doll. So many dolls going on, but yeah, let me play um Cash Doll's response if I can find it. This shit was unmixed, but it was fire. Where's that Cash Doll? Cash Doll, Cash Doll, Cash Doll, Dream Doll, Dream Doll, it's Dream Doll. No, wait, you see, they told me too many doll, dolls. Dream Doll. Dream Doll this. I'm looking for that Dream Doll this. I want to play y'all the shit that she... Did she diss Nicki Minaj? Alright. This is this is on your head. This is Dream Doll. Listen to Tory Lanez. Listen to that beat. This is the I'll whip your head beat. That beat is fire. She got a bar that I want y'all niggas to listen to. Okay. That's where we're gonna pause. That's where we're gonna pause, Tori. Tori, you were undefeated until you went against went went up against Dream Doll. Dream Doll. <laughs> Dream Doll came up. And she said, "You tried to suck her toes off some, off off her socks, fam. Like what the hell? Like h- hold up. She said your man was trying to suck her feet through her socks. Tori, I need a rebuttal. Like explain, explain what what Dream Doll said. I need an explanation. But yeah, it's 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 been a good week of some diss songs. Donkey had a." Had some good disses as well, some hip hop shit. Um, but Tory Lanez, man, why why am I battling with a boogie shadow? That's a shot. Like there were some shots. Um, a lot of people think that Donkey won this battle, but Tory Tory had the beat. Tory had the cadence. He was just 
It was rapping like Drake. It was just some some different level-ish. Don Q is an amazing rapper, but yo. Tori was undefeated until Dream Doll decided to come in the in the battle and uh, say that line about trying to suck her feet through her socks and shit. That, that's a wild lie. I need to understand. You a nasty nigga, Tori. You a nasty nigga. But yeah, and then she, she said, you know, uh, niggas like game... And and you trying to trying to use girls for clout, which is which is which is a valuable statement that's been happening a lot. A lot of these niggas in hip hop been talking about all all these escapades they've had. If you haven't heard Game's track, Game's got a track that he says some disgusting stuff about Kim K. Um, I wonder what Kanye thought about that. Shit, that was my wife, and niggas are talking about that on fucking on. On on records like that, man, I'ma have a word. I'm I'm I'ma call I'ma call one hundred real quick from Bompton and be like, yo, what what's really happening? What's really happening? You you can't do that. You can't. I you can't do that. It does not. You like yo, but Tori 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 against Donkey. It's been it's been interesting. Donkey had, had two two distraught this songs, but Tori Lane's um. This was just fire, but yeah, Tory Lane's really been getting at niggas. I know that he's trying to get at Jed and everyone from Dreamville. Niggas said he could go up against J. Cole. That's 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 the time and space that I'm like, yo, Tory, nah, fam, nah. J. Cole, J. Cole will have you. J. Cole will eat you. J. Cole, like I said last week, I was waiting for some little nigga to to push up to J. Cole and really and really see what's happening. And Tory seems like he wants to smoke from J. Cole, but Tory's still a youngin' compared to J. Cole, man. Like, Tory, he's a singer, but nigga can rap, but J. Cole will, tell you, will tear you into shreds. Even Jid will tear you into shreds. So, that's interesting. I know J. Cole. J. Cole's gonna be like, nah, I, I ain't trying to diss with the, with the singing nigga, you know, but Tory has, he's at a stage of his, of his career that his body's so many niggas so far that he really thinks that he's invincible. But it's going to take one nigga to end him, and he needs to just chill. Just chill. Like, deal with these 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 low-level niggas and niggas that you can, you know. But J. Cole is another creature, man. J. Cole will, like, lyrical miracle you for a whole week, fam. So I love you, Tori, but nah, fam. J. Cole, is, it's not even a fair fight. It's not even a fair fight. Niggas like 6'6", six, six, you like 5'6". It's not a fight, my nigga. But yeah, um, Tori had some bars, though. Like, the whole... Why am I battling with A Boogie, Shadow? Now, A Boogie, I got a question. A Boogie, I wonder how A Boogie feels about those those bars. Because he emphasized that multiple times. You're A Boogie, Shadow. He said, you know, like, Styles P, son. Like, he's like, yo, nigga. At the end, he was like, yo, nigga, you ugly, nigga. You some... <laughs> and then he was like, you'll never see your, your, your record in the record store. Like, he said some disrespectful shit. But uh, that's, 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 that's beef. That's hip-hop. That's how it goes. That's the sport. Um, but, yeah, Dream Doll. Dream, Dream Doll was gully, though. Dream Doll definitely was gully. I never, I didn't know who Dream Doll was, to be honest, before this whole thing with Tori. So, I'm sure she's kind of hot on the block right now. She's probably not as mad as she sounds on that record, on that I Whip Your Head beat. She's trying to sound like Tupac a little bit. And my problem with that record is it's it's a fire beat. It says some, some sick shit about man's trying to suck feet through socks and shit. But that shit was not mixed. Like, that, that, I had a problem with that. As a motherfucker who knows how to mix music, that shit was not mixed. The background vocals were too fucking loud. She tried to, like, get into that Tupac pocket, and I ain't mad at her, but she needs to just work, like, where to put those BGs at. Like, there's a pocket. You find a pocket. Don't be, like, in the lead chorus, and you got, like, your your your, lead, your backgrounds, like, are, like... It, it was just... A lot of niggas didn't catch up to that, but I definitely could hear it. For the first time I listened to it, I turned it off halfway through because I was like, it's just not mixed. But then, you know, niggas was like, yo, she said some sick, sick, sick shit. 
So I, I, when I took my mind out of the, like how badly mixed it was or not mixed at all, I had to listen to some some of the bars that she said. And she said some some real bars. So shout out to Dream Doll. Okay, too many dolls, man. Like fine, like, fine, like the littles are are easy to remember. The dolls, I can't keep up with the dolls. Nah, nah. The littles and youngs are okay. <laughs> Speaking from a young myself, but yeah, um, yeah, that was a wild little week of like you know funny disses and you know some some sick shit going on. But yeah, shout out to Tori, shout out to Don Q, shout out to Cash Doll. Anyway, Tori, stay off them Dream Dream Dreamville niggas. Them them niggas will tear you into shreds, my nigga. But yeah, uh, that's the hip hop that I miss. For sure. I know there's a whole dish going on. That's why I think I don't think, you know, J. Cole or any of these Dream Dreamville niggas will pay attention to Tori and, and what's going on because there is a beef brewing, you know, behind the scenes. And I, rumors are saying J. Cole was talking about push in Middle Child. I talked about it last week. I honestly thought Middle Child was about his position in the rap game and and like, you know, but a lot of niggas have said that he is kind of alluding to Pusha T. I'm not going to get into that because there's not enough evidence so far. You know, there's more evidence to gripe between niggas from Kendrick's camp than Pusha T's camp. I don't know why him and Pusha would have beef. Maybe it's a Virginia shit. Maybe it's, um, I don't know. Who knows, but... I don't want to see that beef going on because two real niggas like going in on a beef, that shit ain't no fun. Like they always needs to be a clown. I miss the beef. You know what I mean? That's the best. The best battle is a real nigga who's got some bars and a clown. You know, typical example of Story Lane and, and Don Q. Don Q's got is a real nigga got some real bars, and Tory Tory as much as respect I have for for him, he hasn't garnered that that respect. In 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 um in in rap as much he's he's kind of ha- had to kind of like own it you know what I mean but yeah that it's 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 a good time for hip hop I, I I have a feeling this year is gonna be a year with crazier beefs so yeah I can't wait for that shit I I live for that shit I'm gonna go into the next topic of the week that that's been going on a lot of people. We're talking about it. I've kind of been like, kind of like shocked. And Kyrie Irving and Anthony Davis want to fucking join LeBron in the Lakers. Now, I, I'm i not mad at AD trying to leave the Pelicans because he's been there for a minute now. And he hasn't even been in an Eastern Conference championship game. So I definitely feel AD, he he has the right to leave Pelicans. He's been loyal. There's only so much you can be loyal to a team. And I know niggas are trying to, you know, make him seem like the bad guy. But he's been loyal to, 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 to Pelicans. And ah, it's, it's right, man. He has to go to the Lakers. He, he deserves a ring. So I have a problem with Kyrie, though. Kyrie left... And sulked in Cleveland when he was playing with LeBron to go to Boston. Now, why did he leave LeBron? Why did he leave the best player to ever play on the court? Because the nigga wanted to be a star. He he wanted to hog the ball. He wanted to be, you know, he wanted to be a star. Now you, you're trying to go back to play with LeBron? It makes no fucking sense. Kyrie doesn't only have a wandering eye off the court. <laughs> Niggas, I got a, is he got a wandering eye on the court? And I know he was teamed out with Gordon Hayward, and Gordon Hayward is not the same player that he was. And he's kind of like thinking, okay, shit. I'm not going to be able to win anything here in Boston. And he wants to go back to master. He wants to go back to fucking LeBron. If I was LeBron James... To be honest, I, I I wouldn't want Kyrie. Lonzo's still got a long way to go. I think Lonzo's got potential to be an all-star. And I know their trade rumors and niggas are not really happy with Lonzo right now. Even though I think that he's got 
a long way to go, so I'm excited for that. But Kyrie, that uncertainty of like he still wants to be a star. Like I, I don't think he cares about a ring. If he if he cared that much about a ring, he would have stayed with Cleveland. He would have stayed with LeBron instead of sulking and always wanting to be the star. He went to Celtics for that reason, and now you want to go back. Like I have a problem with it. But this is gonna be a big three if it, if it does happen, which it, it seems like this, the, you know, the Kyrie shit. It, it might not happen. More likely the AD shit because AD handed in a transfer, trans, a trade, not transfer request, a trade, trade demand, and the Pelicans removed him. They're very salty. Removed him for an intro video from the Pelicans, like. That shows that he's 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 not going to be in New Orleans for 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 a very long time. So there might be a new big three in the cusp. Golden State they don't seem like they're going to be holding on for another year. Rumors about Durant wanting to go back home to the Knicks. All I think that's kind of whack. Like you can go back home when you're retired, mate. Like just stay in Golden State and you know keep on winning them championships, but. That might seem like that might, you know, break apart. Uh, I don't know what's going on in, in that locker room, but it doesn't seem like they, they're all on the same page. But yeah, every Jordan needs a Pippin. And, and LeBron needs a Pippin right now. Is it Kyrie? I don't know. I honestly don't. I don't. I don't know. Like, I'm not disputing Kyrie's abilities on the court. It's just that... I don't know. I, I don't know if you can ever trust somebody who sucked and left on some bullshit reasons. So that's an interesting, you know, development that's going on right now in the NBA. Lots been talked about, you know, the Pelicans, man. How can you take Anthony Davis out of your team intro video? You know, that shows every other Pelicans player. You know, other than AD, because they're salty that he requested trade. This is what I, I, I hate about the NBA. This is what I hate about NFL. Is that the players are treated like slaves when, when teams just can trade you just without even noticed. You know, an example of that is the Kawhi Leonard situation and all that happened in Toronto. That trade and all that. Like, he, nigga wanted to stay, you know, in, in Toronto and then, you know... They got, you know, that's just how the game goes. So why are they happy that a player wants to trade? I don't, I don't, I don't understand that. And reports say that Anthony Davis wants to be traded ASAP. He prefers Lakers at the moment, but there's there's some other talks about the Hornets. I'm not sure about that. But meanwhile, you know, the Pelicans GM is letting him go to voicemail. You know, he's not even listening to no trade request. You know, and AD gets more and more pissed at the moment. You know, Orlando Magic, um, Magic Johnson and the Lakers, the Raptors, the Knicks, and Bucks, they all have offers in place. You know, the, other than the Lakers, the Raptors might be a good place. The Knicks is a non-starter. They all have to re rebuild against him. I, I don't know if he's keen on that. The Bucks... That would be a great front court with Zeke and fucking AD. That would be sick. But I think I think AD and, and LeBron and maybe Kyrie would make an amazing team. Um, and and that's 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 the debate I've been having with people is would it be the be the best big three if it was to happen? Would that be the best big three? I don't know, you know, what are we going to compare it to? We're going to compare it to the Miami Heat of LeBron, Bosch, and Wade. We're going to compare it to the to the Golden State, KD, Clay, um, Chef Curry, you know. Like, if we're going to compare it to that, do I think it's going to be the best big three? Ugh. I think the Miami, uh, see, that's a difficult one. Uh, looking from, from, like, right now, offensively, it could. But offensively, offensively to be honest, I, I, 
I have a Golden State Big Three. Clay, Chef, and KD. Come on, man. All of them can can easily put thirty a, a, a game. You know what I mean? Offensively, they are amazing. Defensively, I might say it might be one of the the best defensive big threes. People might disagree with me, um, but like chemistry wise, I don't think so because of Kyrie, Ky- Kyrie, him and LeBron. Like uh, LeBron is an amazing individual. Amazing and humble human being, but I don't know if 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 they can just you know forget about what happened in Cleveland and everything that happened you know behind the scenes and and become as cohesive as as how the Miami Heat was. That was the the best cohesive big three for many seasons. They tore it apart. You know, Golden State don't look as close together. Otherwise, there would never be rumors about Kevin Durant wanted. KD wanted to leave, you know. Um, there were the rumors about Miami Heat and when Le- LeBron left, it was more to do with Pat Riley and, you know, how he wanted to control things and, you know, always wanted, you know, everything in, in, in his control. But as as players to this day, that, that, that if I'm going to talk about the, the, the closest Bond big three, if I can say that, Miami Heat was definitely number one. So that's interesting. You know, um, the West would definitely make it, like, just... That's going to make the West just, like, ridiculous if if that has happened. Um, um, Lonzo Ball. I'd rather have Lonzo, LeBron, and AD, and you have Kuzma and um, Ingram. That That will be a... A great five, you know what I mean? Kyrie is an amazing point guard, if not one of the best in the league, but I don't know. I, I, I don't trust his ability to not be the star of, of of the team. And I think even Boston, I know Gordon Hayward is not the same, but they still have some young guys who are coming up and they're in the East. The East is not as strong as the West. So we shall see. We shall see when we'll talk about this later on. But uh, Keeping on sports, you know, I know NBA trade talks have been kind of like, you know, been on top of Super Bowl. No one's been talking about Super Bowl week and what's going on because everyone's been like, <sighs> the big threes is going to happen. Like, so I almost forgot, I almost forgot uh, Super Bowl gonna ha- that was, that was, that was uh, going on, Super Bowl week. So Tom Brady, will he get his sixth ring? Sixth ring? That is my question. Should he, should he retire if he gets the sixth ring? And w- would he become the greatest head coach or offensive coordinator if he retires? And would he? That's my question. It's like the Rams and the Patriots, like I said last week, is going to be easy game. I'm not expecting a lot from it. I'm more kind of, you know, anticipating for the halftime than what, you know, the game is going to, Gonna have Jared Goff is is a great quarterback, but I don't think he's got enough experience under his belt to beat Tom Brady. So um, let's say Tom Brady wins sixth ring. Should he retire? I mean, six rings. Tell me who who has that many rings in 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 sports. You know what I mean? I know six is the holy ring. Um, What's his name? Abdul Shabazz got six rings. MJ's got six rings. So he's going to be part of that holy trinity with six rings. But in the NFL, that's even harder. You know, I think it's time for him to retire. He's 40-something now. Retire while you are at the top. You know what I mean? Maybe become an offensive coordinator. Maybe one day when your head coach decides to retire, whenever that is, that's when hell freezes. Uh, he can become New England Patriots head coach. I think he'll he'll make an amazing offensive coordinator right off the bat. But yeah, that's interesting. So yeah, Super Bowl can't wait for that. Um, whatever, whatever. Um, it's gonna be interesting. It's gonna be interesting. Tom Brady will he be his last game? If it is his last game, I will definitely be cheering him on. He's the great test quarterback to play in the NFL. So that's that's going to be, you know, 
you know, love him or hate him, you have to respect him. You know, he's garnered that respect, you know, through all these years he's played, you know, behind the center, he's been definitely the best. Although in my eyes, Peyton Manning will always be the greatest quarterback because, you know, I'm a Colts fan. <laughs> um, anyway, moving on to a topic that I, I talked about on the first episode of this podcast. And it's a topic that a lot of people don't want to talk about. You know, we're in cancel culture. We're talking about cancel culture and... Oh, I see what's coming. Winter's coming. <laughs> Winter is coming. It's not just Game of Thrones, but... A lot of y'all niggas, man. Y'all better get ready to mute Michael Jackson. I said it. I said it before... The podcast, before the, not the, before the podcast, before this documentary went in the Sundance and I said, y'all are not going to be ready to let go of Michael Jackson. I said it. And well, a new Michael Jackson documentary titled Leaving Neverland debuted at Sundance Festival this weekend to lots of controversy, this past weekend, to lots of controversy as two former friends claimed and detailed by the king of pop allegedly sexually abused the boys as preteens. I'll say again, sexually abused the boys as preteens. Variety calls the doc devastatingly powerful and convincing testimony that Michael Jackson was guilty of child sexual abuse. While MJ's family called it a public lynching, it got a standing ovation at Sundance. People said there is no longer any doubt that fucking Michael Jackson was as sick as we thought he was. A lot of y'all are just Oh, you, you don't like the sound of that, do you? But it's time, man. It's time. I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell you basically what's the, the gist of this documentary. Apparently, it is a four-hour documentary. Niggas were in the theater for four hours. And they gave it a standing ovation. So, apparently, moments before the screening began, Festival director John Cooper informed the packed house that healthcare providers supplied by the state of Utah were standing by to offer counsel for those distressed by the film's explicit descriptions of sexual abuse. Imagine, before the fucking documentary started, they had people ready because it was that disgusting and explicit that people are going to be traumatized and distressed by the shit that Michael fucking Jackson did. <laughs> so let me tell you about the story of one of these boys in the documentary. Apparently he met Michael Jackson through a dance competition at age five. And it is said that sexual abuse began when he was seven. Safe Chuck was cast in a Pepsi commercial starring Jackson around age eight, and the alleged abuse began after months of close friendship. Michael Jackson constantly and wholly denied any wrongdoing when alive, saying he'll never hurt a child. There were many difficult moments in the nearly four-hour screening. Here are a few that jumped down, jumped out. Apparently, there was a mock wedding. Safe Chuck said Michael Jackson wielded his own childhood interest against him during the relationship. At the time of preteen, Safe Chuck had an affinity for jewelry. Jackson would take him to various stores and luxury counters and have him sample different accessories. Safe Chuck said Jackson would tell salespeople that the gift was for a woman. Sick motherfucker. But Safe Chuck's small wrists and hand were helpful for sizing. 
Jackson purchased a gold band lined in diamonds for safe check. The later said and gave him the gift in a mock wedding ceremony. The pair crafted their vows together, safe check said. I'm, I'm, I'm just, just moment of silence for that sick shit. This nigga was having fucking fake weddings with seven-year-olds. Buying them fucking diamonds and gold rings and all this bullshit. <sighs> Shit was four hours. I'm just giving you just a tip of the shit that happened in this documentary. At the height of their friendship, as Michael Jackson's relationship with young men were often called, Jackson bought Robson a fax machine. It was hot tech in the late 80s. It allowed Jackson to send yards of messages that read like love notes. Or the fan mail the smooth criminal singer was accustomed to receiving. I love you, little one. One faxed note allegedly from Jackson to the seven-year-old dancer said, Make me happy and be the best, he said in one fax. Similar notes were shown in the rapid-fire montage and included drawings Jackson did for himself, did of himself as, mem- as mementos for young Robson. The living room would be covered in faxes, Robson's mother, Joy, said in the film. Apparently, Neverland was a giant bed. While many to this day paint Jackson spread, Neverland Ranch as a testament to childlike spirit and a personification of his one absurd wealth. Leaving Neverland gives a different kind of tour of the famed space. Virtually every structure on the grounds had hideaways with beds or privacy nooks. Safe Chuck said at the height of Jackson's alleged abuse, they used many locations around the ranch where Jackson would molest him. This includes a locked private box in Jackson's movie theater that used one-way glass so no one in the theater seats below could see inside. This sounds sick. The document, I haven't even seen the documentary, but this sounds sick. Like... This nigga was creating little nooks and crannies to go and hide away. If you thought fucking R. Kelly was sick, having fucking hotel beds in the studio, Michael Jackson. <laughs> the Pied Piper <laughs> ain't got shit on MJ. That is what I hear. Like, that, that, the, you can't deny this bullshit. Neverland's train station had a hidden attic. A hidden attic with a bed. One section of that flat yard was lined with teepees. Both locals were sites of abuse, said Safechuck. Oral sex games were played in the pool and jacuzzi. The list goes on. And as the photos of each location ticked by, disgusted groans in the theater grew louder. This is destroying evidence. This is destroying evidence. A few years after Jackson's highly publicized 93 child sex abuse case, the singer reconnected with 14-year-old Robson, who said he'd experienced a considerable growth spurt and was then as tall as Jackson. Still, the sexual abuse occurred one last time. Robson said as Jackson rehearsed for his, for his history world tour the following year in 97, he invited Robson to a Los Angeles hotel in their first encounter in years and attempted to anally penetrate the 14-year-old. Robson said the act became too painful and Jackson relented, he said. The next day, a private secretary of Jackson's demanded Robson come to him right away at the L.A. dance studios where rehearsals were taking place. Robson said Jackson asked him what happened to the underwear Robson was wearing during their night together. 
and that if any blood was on the garment, Robson needed to get rid of it. Robson complied and indeed found his underwear bloody. He disposed of them in his condo's garage dumpster. Safe Chuck said in his early years at the height of the alleged abuse, the superstar created a series of fail-safes to avoid getting caught. Fail-safes. Does this not sound like R. Kelly? R. Kelly had fail-safes. If you haven't watched the documentary, R. Kelly used to make people sign contracts. He used to tell, basically, he used to set up stories in case people went out and went out against him and said they did this to him. He would have stories and alibis and contracts written that you wouldn't be able to get away with it. Fail-safes. There's similarities between the Arcadia and Michael Jackson story. A lot of you might not want to hear it, but there are a lot of similarities. Carbon copy similarities. It's disgusting. Like, it is disgusting. <laughs> Bells lined the series of doors leading to Jackson's master suit walk-in closet, where a blanket would be spread on the floor and the doors shut, he said. Safechuck also said while on tour or traveling the world, he and Jackson would have drills of getting their clothes on as quickly as possible. He would put these mother little kids in drills, just in case they don't get caught. How fast can you get your clothes on if you hear footsteps behind the door? Leaving Neverland. Leaving Neverland. There's the spring on HBO. The spring is far, I can't wait. So what now? He's a dead man. But since when do we need a person to confess for their sins to know if they're guilty? R. Kelly's alive, but he hasn't confessed for all the shit that he's done. But there's evidence. I bet you people are not willing to do the same as they have done for R. Kelly with Michael Jackson. They're not willing to mute Michael Jackson. Even though the evidence is plenty, the detail is gruesome. Are people willing to let go of their MJ collection? That's my question to y'all. I am. I let that shit let, I let that go a long time ago. Never been the biggest Michael Jackson fan. But I know niggas are not ready to mute Michael Jackson. People are, they, they're not willing to listen. They're not willing to watch. People are not going to run to this like they did with R. Kelly. So I'm interested. I'm interested as a human being to see how people are going to react to this documentary. Four hour documentary. This shit got standing ovation in Sundance. Like I said last time, Sundance is the biggest film festival in the world. Film producers, directors. So it's interesting how they go to innovation. Like when I heard that, I was like, oh shit. Niggas are not ready for this shit. So yeah, as a human being, I want to see... Because like already, like this... Every, all these reports from Sundance have come out, and very few people have talked about it. Very few media outlets are willing to talk about, yo, it might be time to let go of Michael like we did with R. Kelly. There's no excuse. Molestation of kids is disgusting. I don't care how great music, I don't care how, how like, how, if you, if you, if you, if you, um, some people were like, oh, yeah, I walked Michael Jackson during my wedding. So what? This nigga was disgustingly sick. Let him go. Mute him. Like, he's dead, but we can mute him. Justice always prevails. Whether people are dead or not, 
that never gets in the way of justice. And I can't wait till the documentary comes out because I want to see people. So I honestly believe niggas ain't shit and niggas are not willing. Regardless of how much evidence and the detail, four hour documentary of detail, of nooks and crannies, of where this shit was happening. Like, my question is this. Okay, we can, we, you can say these people went to court, these kids went to court and they said that he never did this shit, blah, blah, blah. My question is, okay, what about the stories about he had the place in the studio where there was mirrors that you couldn't see through? I want to know, was this shit true? That's what I really want to know. Because if this nigga was sick enough to fucking build an attic in the train station had beds, I want to know people who, who built Neverland. I want that someone to come out and say, yeah, that shit was true. Because if it was true, what is said in this documentary by Safe Chuck and the dancer and, and Bells and all the other people who were molested? That shit is true. Because no insane niggas building a fucking little room with mirrors people in the theater can't see through. That shit is sick. So yeah, I know people don't want to talk about Michael Jackson. He's our, our idol. He's not my idol, but he's a lot of y'all niggas' idol. And uh, a lot of y'all niggas ain't shit and not willing to let him go. But yeah, it's interesting. Can't wait. Talking about niggas ain't shit. Niggas ain't really shit. I'm going to talk about a little story that happened this week. So, I ordered something from Amazon, right? I love Amazon, Amazon gang gang all day. And Amazon, I'm a, I'm, I've got Amazon Prime membership at the end. With Prime membership, you can order something and it will arrive to you in 24 hours. Just that day, I couldn't basically get this uh, package that I ordered that I needed. Um, very expensive package. I went somewhere, I went to a funeral. I couldn't get it. And Amazon, with Amazon, if you're not there, you can say, yo, leave my package on the door, leave my package here, leave my package in the bin. There's even, you can even give them an access code to that, your, if you've got like access code to your house or whatever. I will never do that because these niggas ain't shit. And I'm going to tell you why they ain't shit. So I basically said on the instructions to the person who's going to be delivering it, yo, leave this package on the front porch. And on the front porch, there's a little corner where you can hide shit that, you know, niggas walking by will not, will, will not be able to see that shit and steal that shit. Even though niggas in my hood will never try to steal shit from me. Don't ever try to steal from a black man. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, so I, I knew that he was going to, if he was going to leave it there, ain't no motherfucker going to steal that shit. I live in a fucking close, so not a lot, there's not a lot of walking traffic. So I go back home like late, like at one o'clock. It's like a long drive. Like, oh, I'm going to get my package. It's probably outside. Blah, blah, blah. Open the front door. Shit was not there. I kid you not. I was outside. It was snowing the other day. I was outside for 20 minutes like a, like a crazy motherfucker looking for my package that Amazon had said was left in a secure place. I looked like a crackhead. Outside at one o'clock, where while it's snowing, looking through bushes and bins, probably my neighbors are like, "What the fuck is this nigga doing?" I looked everywhere. I looked like a crackhead, my nigga. And then I was like, "I probably it's dark. I probably see the package at night." Blah blah blah. And I woke, and the next day, it was it was light, and I woke outside, and I went everywhere again for twenty minutes looking for this package, and it was an expensive package. So I was mad. Like, I was mad. So I went to Amazon. I, I emailed them. I was like, fuck this shit. This shit is expensive. And I started thinking, who would steal from me? I was like, they would not dare steal from me. Because I get a lot of packages from my neighbors and stuff. So I know that I've got trustworthy neighbors because they trust me with their packages. And I, you know, whatever, whatever. So I was like, nah, no nigga, no, no one will steal this little package from me. Hell no. And it was a small package. It, was not, it wasn't like a big package. It was a small package, but it was an expensive package. And I called these motherfuckers. I was like, nah. I was like, yo, 
Honestly, delivery guys, they safe. They left my package in a safe place, but it's not in a safe place. It's not where I instructed them to leave it. They were like, "Okay, let me check," and I did not know these Amazon guys are these machines where they say the shit's been delivered. Like, it basically has GPS. And the woman was like, "Ah, sir, I'm sorry, but these guys did not did not leave this package." Anywhere near your house. And I was like, what the fuck is it? They were like, it's not where you are near your house. So these little shits left my package in the middle of nowhere. Probably threw it away in the dumpster. All so they can get a couple of bucks and they can they can say that they've, they've delivered something when they have it. And I saw a documentary about this. But when it happened to me, I was sick. And now I'm expecting an, a delivery today. And I ordered, so I reordered that thing. And luckily, Amazon are good. They realized that it was not in my house. I did not get it. These little shits threw away or put it somewhere, probably stole it. And then, so, and then because they get paid in commission, which is a fucking problem, Amazon. Amazon, stop playing these motherfuckers about commission. Because shit like this will happen. Because if they don't like, get something delivered, they don't get paid, basically. So the only way they get paid is saying that something's been delivered. So sometimes they steal shit. Sometimes they just throw shit away. But I'm like, you could have just left it on the porch and said it was delivered. And I would have got my package. And it would not have been a problem. Now, I have a problem with these Amazon niggas. And every, and every single Amazon nigga who's going to come, I'm going to interrogate these niggas. I want to know. I want to know your faces. I've got a problem. Y'all niggas ain't shit. How dare you... How dare you throw away my package that I needed? So I was mad. And they brought me to this, to this place. I was like, niggas ain't shit. Bring on the robots, my nigga. I cannot wait for Amazon drone service. Bring on the drones. Bring on the robots. Because drones ain't going to steal for me. Niggas are. And I know I can't wait. And I ordered this thing again because they gave me a re refund. Shout out to you, Amazon. Amazon is not the problem. It's the little cunts they hire. It's the little motherfuckers they hire. They're the problem. So now I have got a problem with motherfuckers because I want to look in the motherfucker's face and be like, are you the motherfucker who threw away my order? That shit is disrespectful. You wasted my time. I lost a whole day of work that I had to do with this shit. Because I, like... So I have a problem. Niggas ain't shit. I can't wait till Amazon bring the drones. I can't wait till y'all motherfuckers lose your jobs to robots. Because y'all are untrustworthy. And that time is coming, my nigga. That time is coming. Where we, we, we're going to be driving with driverless cars and robots are going to be controlling the skies and shit. Because y'all niggas can't be trusted. And I learned this the hard way this week. I like I'm that type of person that I hate the people. People like got people got issues. <laughs> people people are fucked up. It's like when you go into the shop, right, and then you're like, oh, I'm gonna get my favorite drink or whatever, and it's not there. And you ask like an assistant, like, yo, can you look back in the back, see if this shit is there? Then they're like, oh yeah, I'm gonna go look back, and they go for a minute, and you know they never look because I've worked in retail. I know how it is. They're like, oh, sorry, we don't have you. We're probably going to get, you know, a new uh, delivery, like, tomorrow. Come back tomorrow. And you got no, you know they got that in the bag, but they're too lazy to go through and rummage through the stock. But you know what? Robots won't be lazy. Robots will know when this shit is out of stock, they're going to refill before it's even out of stock. That's why I can't wait for robots to... Just fucking get y'all niggas out. And uh, another day, like, another, a funny thing happened. I went to petrol station to put in fuel in the car. I went to pay in. One, I, I think because it was a road trip, I was going to a funeral ride. So I, went, I usually don't do that. I, I'm one of those people that i rather go to, like, the self-service shit. i rather pay at the pump. I don't want to talk to no motherfuckers because motherfuckers will fuck up your order. So I rather pay. I rather like if I'm getting fuel, I'll pay at the pump. I never go inside. So this day I went inside because I wanted to get some drink because it was a long drive. I was like, ah, oh, fuck it. I'm gonna go get a drink. 
you know, whatever, whatever. I went in there. This old lady started trying to start up a conversation. I'm late. I have to go to a funeral. She's like, I've seen you around, blah, blah, blah. How old are you? I'm like, where do you know me from? She's like, basically this girl, she she could this old woman controls like CCTV for like the fuel station. She'd basically been like, she'd been like, I guess I meowed or like, it's, it's, it's weird. I, it made me feel uncomfortable a little bit. I was like, this old woman knows the car drive and how I look and all this bullshit. I was like, this is weird. I started asking me questions and all this kind of bullshit. I was like, I will never have to deal with this with robots. That's why I can't wait for a robot to fucking take over, my nigga. I can't wait. Till I can go into a shop and just robots picking shit off the shelf. And I know it sounds so mean. Niggas are going to lose their job, but listen. Niggas are untrustworthy. And robots aren't. And that's why I love computers. Because if they, if, they, if, compu- if a computer fucks up, I know how to fix it. It's not going to talk back to me. But yeah, uh, that's my little rant of the, of, of, of the week. Of niggas ain't shit. Because niggas truly ain't shit. <laughs> but yeah, I ordered, basically, I ordered the thing that I wanted back. And I'm waiting for it. Because... I definitely want to ask every single Amazon person that delivers to me from now on. Are you the one who stole my fucking package? Because we got a problem. I want to know who they are. Because I want to report them. They're, never, they're not going to keep their job after this one. Like most people, they would just let that shit go. The amount of packages that like get, get lost and niggas don't do shit about it. I've got so many packages that, that are sent to my crib that are not my address. And I'm like, yo, sounds crazy. Niggas ain't shit. Amazon. Fix your system. Stop paying people by the package. Just pay them. Otherwise, this is we're gonna have problems. We're gonna have issues. I got beef with these niggas already. <laughs> yeah. And and another thing. Stop fucking delivering at late times. Why do these niggas always deliver at nine o'clock at night? Other niggas deliver like at eleven AM or twelve PM. These niggas try to come up like at like at 9 p.m. trying to deliver shit. Fuck that. <laughs> so yeah, I hope you've enjoyed this podcast. This has been uh, 55 minutes. Damn, that's a long podcast. Um, I hope you've enjoyed this podcast. Um, it's been some rants. It's been some, you know, it is what it is. That's what this podcast is for anyway. Uh, like I said, if you want any topics, highlight me at Young Hills on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, on Pinterest, Tumblr, I'm every motherfucking where. Holla at your boy. This is your boy, Young Hills. Take me back to the 90s podcast. And I'm out.